Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to be doing another sports talk segment. And so we're just going to get straight into it right now. Let's get it. So we're going to talk about baseball, the matches from yesterday. And let's get straight into it. So the first matchup of yesterday's games. Well, actually, let me talk about the games that were postponed. There was about five games postponed yesterday. The Tigers versus the Reds, two doubleheader games for the Blue Jays and, and Phillies and the Nationals, Marlins, as well as the Cardinals and Brewers. All of those matchups were postponed yesterday. But let's get into the actual games that happened yesterday. The first matchup, we got the Chicago White Sox versus the Kansas City Royals. The White Sox won this one 11-5. The player of the game was Eloy Jimenez with four RBIs, one home run, four hits, and one run. Next matchup, we got the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees. The Yankees won this one 5-2. player of the game was third baseman Gio Urshela with four RBIs, one home run, one run, one steal, and one hit. Next matchup, we got the Houston Astros versus the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels won this one in extra innings, 10 innings, 5-4. to four, And the player of the game was pitcher Griffin Canning with five strikeouts, six innings pitched, and one earned run. Next matchup, we got the Cleveland Indians versus the Minnesota Twins. And the Twins won this matchup 3-0. Player of the game was pitcher Kenta Maeda with six strikeouts, six innings pitched, and the win. Next matchup, we have the Atlanta Braves versus the New York Mets. The Braves won this one 7-1. Player of the game was pitcher Tauki Tosint by five strikeouts and four innings pitched. Next matchup, we have the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Baltimore Orioles. And the Orioles won this one in 11 innings, 5-4. The Rays are now currently in a five-game losing streak um, because they lost today. So I'm going to just point that out. They started off the season lose. They lost their first game on opening day and then went on a four-game winning streak and then they lost the next five games after that. So be getting swept by the damn Baltimore Orioles. The Rays are a World Series contender and the Orioles are a first-round, first-top-five pick in the draft contender. So the fact that the Orioles swept the Tampa Bay Rays, it's showing that 2020 just gets weirder and weirder because really this is just weird. I you know things happen. You know they might win one game. I didn't think that was out of the ordinary, but beating them five games and sweeping them that's just okay. All right, but anyway, the next matchup we have the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Dodgers won 11 to two with player of the game. Pitcher Julio Arias with five strikeouts, six innings pitched, two, two in runs, and the win. Next matchup, we have the San Diego Padres versus the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies won this one 6-1. to one. The player of the game was pitcher Kyle Freeland with four strikeouts, six innings pitched, and the win. Next matchup, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs won this one 4-3, and the player of the game was pitcher Tyler Chatwood with 11 strikeouts, 6 innings pitched, and the win. Next matchup, we have the Oakland Athletics versus the Seattle Mariners. 
The Athletics won this one 3-2. Player of the game was pitcher Joaquim Soria with three strikeouts, the win, and one innings pitched. And the final matchup of yesterday was the Texas Rangers versus the San Francisco Giants. And the player of the game, uh, the Giants won 7-3. The player of the game was pitcher Drew Smiley with seven strikeouts, four innings pitched, and two run runs. So those were all the matchups from yesterday. Let's get straight into the NHL. All the matchups that happened yesterday, the New York Rangers had a matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes won. These are just the qualifying round. All the teams that are playing right now are the top four teams and the bottom four teams in the West and the East. Um, or actually, no, because hockey's a little different. It's not just. It's not like the NBA where it's West and East. It's separated by Atlantic Division, Metropolitan Division, Pacific, and Central. So the Central and Pacific are the Western Conference and divisions, and then the Eastern Conference is the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. But obviously, the best four teams they gotta make a round. It's like a round robin round. This is like the qualifying. So even though the top four in each division, sixteen teams will make the playoffs. There's only the the bottom six teams that are in out of contention and are not playing are out in the bubble. The bubble right now, I believe, is in Toronto and in Winnipeg. So all of this is in Canada. All the all the best players from Canada and the U.S. are in Canada doing the bubble in the NHL over there. But anyways, the Rangers lost two to three to the Carolina Hurricanes. The next matchup, we have the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Edmonton Oilers. The Blackhawks won this one 6-4. to four. The Panthers versus the Islanders. The Islanders won 2-1. to one. The Montreal Canadiens versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. They won. The Canadiens won 3-2 in overtime. And the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. The Flames beat them 4-1. to one. So those were all the matchups for yesterday. NASCAR, soccer, blah, blah, blah. Let's get straight to the NBA. All the matchups in yesterday was a pretty big day. So yesterday the first matchup was the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets. The Miami Heat won 125 to 105. Player of the game was Jimmy Butler with 22 points, seven assists, three steals, and four rebounds. So without a doubt, uh, Miami won by 20 points. I also believe Bam Adebayo had 22 points and also picked up nine rebounds. Nikola Jokic had six assists, seven rebounds. Jeremy Grant had 19 points. Um, and the Miami Heat consistently played throughout the game uh, very well. And Miami uh, made a point, made a statement that they are not a they're a dark horse candidate to make the finals. I have them making the finals because I am a huge fan of the Heat, my favorite team, of course, as you all know. But they beat a good team as the Denver Nuggets. They're a top four team in the Western Conference, a top eight team in the NBA so you know we had to beat them to make a statement tomorrow the Miami Heat have to play the Toronto Raptors which I'll get to the Raptors in a minute but the next matchup we have the Utah Jazz versus the Oklahoma City Thunder the Thunder won 110 to 94 player of the game was Chris Paul with 18 points seven assists seven steals I mean seven rebounds and two steals also believe Donovan Mitchell had 13 points and four assists Rudy Gobert had seven rebounds. Shea Gillies Alexander had 19 points. And Steven Adams had also picked up 11 rebounds. Next matchup, we had the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Los Angeles Clippers. This was a shit show for the Pelicans because they were absolutely getting their ass handed to them 
yesterday's matchup. At some point, the, the Pelicans were down by like 35 points, and they lost by 23 points. So um, the Pelicans are a playoff team. Uh, well, as that's what I have them as. I have them making the playoffs in the eighth seed, have them playing against the Lakers in the first round, hopefully. But now that they lost to Utah by two points, with Zion only playing 15 minutes in the first game, and now losing to the Clippers, yes, a great team, but still, you know, it, it, it does not show a lot of, um, it's not showing very well for the Pelicans. Zion Williamson, yesterday he had seven points in 14 minutes. Now, let me, let me be real with you guys. This is the bubble, the NBA bubble. The reason why we are here having these seeding, eight seeding games is because of the teams like the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, for and to try to catch that eighth seed in the West. At this point, at this point in the Eastern Conference is already set. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets and the Magic, I don't, the Wizards are the only team that are trying to get in, but I don't think the, at this point, it's not for the East, it's for the Western Conference. The East is pretty much set. It's one through six, all the teams I've already clinched, and then the Magic and the Nets are seventh and eighth seed. They will be in, in the playoffs. I don't think the Wizards are making it. I'm sorry. but So this is for pretty much the six teams in the West trying to get that eighth spot, and one of them trying to secure it, which is the Grizzlies. The Pelicans lost their first two games. They lost to the Jazz by two points, with Zion only playing 15 minutes. And now the next game, Zion playing 14 minutes, seven points, against the damn Clippers. Now, look, let's be real here. The Pelicans need Zion Williamson to win games. They've barely, without Zion having to play at least 20 games after his injury through the second half of the season, before the season got canceled, or suspended, I'm sorry, um, they would have not even been in contention. At this point, they could have been a team that was eliminated. Who would have known? They had... I mean, what? There's teams that have 21, 22 wins, like the Bulls or like the Pistons. They're not in the bubble. They could have had at least those amount of wins without Zion because Zion was not playing. Zion helped the Pelicans win a lot of games. And the fact that the coach is not putting him play for at least 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes for, e for either of the games, it's, it's, I don't understand. He is completely healthy. He has looked a lot better than he had done before in the season. Their biggest lead was 40. Actually, no. Their biggest lead was 42 points. The Pelicans were actually down 42 points at some point. 42 points. 40 fucking two points. Do you think the Pelicans without Zion are going to be a playoff team? No. And the coach is out here with six games left for the Pelicans. You're like, nah, we need you to stay rested. We need you to stay healthy. They need Zion to win. They need Zion to help. Because, yes, they have superstars. They have, and they don't have superstars, but they have all-star caliber players. Ingram. They have a lot of good role players as well. They have, of course, um, Derek Favors, J.J. Redick. They have uh, Jackson Hayes. They also have a lot of great, like, you know, players that could really press the defense, and run the offense besides Zion, besides Brandon Ingram. But still, they're not a team capable of beating the damn Clippers, nonetheless, without Zion. Now, I'm not saying for sure the Pelicans could have beat 
the Clippers with Zion because yes, he could have still could have lost potentially. But I mean, the shit show that the Pelicans put out yesterday with down by 42 points that would have not happened if Zion played. Whether they won or lost with Zion, it would have still never happened that way. So yeah, the Clippers won. Paul George was the player of the game, and it, it, it just it doesn't make sense. They need to. The coach just did not know what the fuck he was doing. Uh, but anyway, PG was the player of the game with 28 points, 3 steals, 8 three-pointers, and 3 assists. So, that was a good job for the Clippers. Now yesterday, even weirder, the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers won 127 to 121. This is the Sixers' first game of the bubble, and I can tell you I am fucking mortally pissed right now. But not because of the Sixers lost, because, well, of course, I am pissed about that, but it doesn't matter. You know, Embiid had 41 points, 4 assists, 21 rebounds. Um, but, you know, it was all good because we still lost in the end. And I believe also Ben Simmons, uh, if I could check over here, Ben Simmons had 19 points. He also had 13 rebounds and 4 assists. Josh Richardson had 4 points. Tobias Harris had 30 points, and he had 8 rebounds and 1 block, and he had a 0 assist. But believe it or not, that wasn't the craziest thing that happened in that game. It was fucking TJ Warren who scored guess how many points? You want to know? 53 fucking points. He scored 53 points against the Sixers. Now, TJ Warren is not an all- TJ Warren is not an all-star. He never has been. He probably never will. Maybe who knows? But I don't. I don't know. He's a bench player for 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 before his certain point. Some point he was a bench player. He isn't anymore. And the fact he scored fifty three points is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Now I appreciate TJ because you know scoring fifty three points that's hard to do. So congrats. He's not an all star. I mean any all any player that's not an all star scoring fifty three points. You know. That's impressive. You know, James Harden and Giannis and LeBron, we see them score 53. That's impressive. But, you know, they, they do that shit. They can do that shit a lot. TJ Warren is one of those players where you're just like, how did you score 53 points? Like, what? where is the logic, you know? So, you know, he was, of course, the player of the game. He had four rebounds, nine threes, and ten assists. So... Aaron Holiday also had 10 assists, and Victor Oladipo had 7 rebounds on his own. But that's crazy. 53 points in 41 minutes. Yeah. That was the... The Pacers beat them, and TJ Warren had a game of his life. He will never have a game like that ever again, but... Congrats. And the last matchup of yesterday's games was the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Toronto Raptors. Raptors winning this game 107 to 92. And the player of the game was Kyle Lowry with 33 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, and 5 three pointers. Kyle Lowry had a hell of a game scoring 33. Yes, I haven't seen Kyle Lowry score 33 points in, in a bit. So Kyle Lowry had a great game. LeBron had 20 points, 5 assists, and 10 rebounds. LeBron had a great, uh, pretty decent game. Anthony Davis, however, had a really bad game. 14 points, 35 minutes, um, 3 assists, 3 blocks, and 3 rebounds. Not a really bad game, but it was it was one of his worst games as a Laker. 
I don't, I just, it was, you, he struggled a lot from the field. What was his percentage, his field goal percentage? Let me check that. Should check that in a bit. Let me check the full box score. Field goal percentage at 286. So not good. Not great at all. Definitely not good. Off the bench, Kyle Kuzma had 16 points. Waiters at 12. Caruso at 11. Dwight Howard at 5. Mokis Morris at 5. J.R. Smith didn't um, score any points. He had one rebound. Only played 8 minutes, but still. And uh, Fred Van Flea had 11 assists as well with that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the Lakers lost, but they beat the Clippers by two points. And, you know, the Raptors made a statement winning against the, Ra uh, the Lakers yesterday, having an advantage now that they're defending champions and they have a better record than they did last year through their first 65 games without Kawhi Leonard. So it shows that the, the, the Raptors have done very well without Kawhi. They didn't need him. And, you know, that that's great for them. But I still don't have them making the NBA Finals or winning it. But at this point, don't be surprised if they do because they are a great team. And yet they are just not that far away from it. They got, I believe, six more games to play. They have the matchup against tomorrow with the Miami Heat. What are the, what are the games are for tomorrow? Let me see what are the games I could watch. For tomorrow, the Heat, Raptors, Nuggets, Thunder, Pacers, Wizards. Okay, so tomorrow we have the matchup of the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Both of these teams have lost their last two games. They lost the first two games of the um, of the bubble games. So one of them is going to get their first win in this bubble. Jeez, but um, wonder who it will be. Hopefully the Pelicans, because even the Grizzlies are struggling as well. So. The Spurs, Sixers, the Spurs are actually on a two-game winning streak, and the Sixers just lost yesterday, so hopefully the Sixers can beat the, the Spurs. And tomorrow's matchup, we got the Lakers and the Jazz. So yeah, hopefully the Lakers get their 51st win and their second win in the bubble. Tuesday, any other good matches? Celtics Heat. Oh, Celtics Heat on Tuesday, that's going to be a good matchup. So yeah, they've been pretty good matchups um, recently, but... I'll talk about the rest tomorrow. Now, um, that is it for sports. Let's get straight into my top 10. So I did a little bit something different this time. I did six artists, but I did top 10 for six artists. So I did top 10 for Ski Mask, Tyler Creator, Tory Lanez, Doja Cat, Jordan Lucas, and Polo G. I didn't want to do a top 30 or top 20 to each of them. So I just decided to do a top 10, especially because some of these artists I don't really listen to so much, like Tyler the Creator, and um, and Joyner and Doja Cat, I don't listen to the music so much, but I do can make a top 10 for their songs and stuff. So let's get straight to Ski Mask. Um, Ski Mask, number 10, Like a Soccer Mom. Number 9, Baby White. 8, Foot Fungus. 7, Take a Step Back. 6, Lala. Number 5, Cat Piss. 4, Catch Me Outside. 3, False of Failure. 3, Burn the Hoods. And number 1, Nuketown. So Nuketown is my favorite Ski Mask, the Slump God song. The top 10 for Tyler the Creator, um, number 10, I think, number 9, Answer, number 8, Who That Boy, number 7, Yonkers, number 6, Boredom, number 5, 8, Boys A Gun, number 4, 9-11, Lonely, number 3, Earthquake, number 2, See You Again, number 1, New Magic Wand. So New Magic Wand is my favorite Tyler the Creator song. Tory Lanez, now top 10. 
Number 10, The Runoff. Number 9, Love. Number 8, Ferris Wheel. Number 7, Do the Most. Number 6, Freaky. Number 5, Say It. Number 4, Shooters. Number 3, Stupid Again. Number 2, Broken a Minute. Number 1, Jerry Sprunger. Jerry Sprunger is my favorite Tori Bates song. Now let's do Jordan Lucas Top 10. Number 10, Goldmine. Number 9, ADHD. Number 8, I'm Not Racist. Number 7, Devil's Work. Number 6, Lotto. Number 5, Ultrasound. Number 4, Ross Capriccioni. Number 3, Will. Number 2, Broken Stupid. And number 1, Revenge. Revenge is my favorite Jonah Lucas track. Now let's do uh, Doja Cat. Number 10, Candy. Number 9, Bottom Bitch. Number 8, Cybersex. I really hate the fact that I like that song. But anyways, number seven, Moo. Number six, Go to Town. Number five, Tia Tamara. Number four, Rules. And number three, Juicy. Number two, Like That. And number one, Say So. That really isn't surprising to anybody. But next, we get to the top ten for Polo G. And that's it. At number ten, I have Heartless. Number nine, Pop Out. Number eight, Dying Breed. Number seven, Effortless. Number six, Twenty One. Number five, Through the Storm. Number four, Flex. Number three, Go Stupid. Number two, Wishing for a Hero. And number one, For Martin and Jean. So yeah, those are my top ten uh, songs for those artists. Uh, I'll see you guys in a bit tomorrow. And take care. Peace out.